We hope you are enjoying our expanded podcast schedule. For the month of July, we have something new for our members. Each month, members who successfully answer our bonus content quiz will be entered for a chance to win a pair of AirPods Pro. To participate, you must have access to the bonus sections of the podcasts. Members also receive an ad-free listening experience, an evening newsletter, an invitation to join the DSR Slack community, and more. Best of all, if you become a member in the month of July, you'll receive 50% off the normal membership price. Visit thedsrnetwork.com slash buy and enter code fireworks at checkout. That's thedsrnetwork.com slash buy and code fireworks. Thank you for your support. July 28th, 2023, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Chris Cotnor. And I'm Riley Fessler. Our top stories from international outlets this morning. Former President Donald Trump faces new charges in the ongoing classified documents case, with prosecutors alleging that he asked a staffer to delete camera footage at his Mar-a-Lago estate to obstruct the federal investigation into his possession of classified documents. The indictment also includes new counts of obstruction and willful retention of national defense information. A third defendant, Mar-a-Lago property manager Carlos de Oliveira, was added to the case accused of conspiring with Trump and his valet to conceal the footage. Trump denies any wrongdoing and dismisses the charges as an attempt by the Biden administration to influence the 2024 presidential race. The addition of a third defendant to the case could impact the trial date, which was previously set for May, but Trump's legal woes extend to other ongoing investigations, including one related to his efforts to overturn the 2020 election and multiple cases in New York. Two days after a coup led by members of the presidential guard removed Niger's democratically elected president, Mohamed Bazoum, from power, the situation remains uncertain. The soldiers behind the coup have not announced a leader, and Bazoum, who was elected in Niger's first democratic transition, has not resigned. Tensions are high between coup supporters and those loyal to the president. Amid the chaos, protesters in the capital, Niamey, expressed support for the Russian military group Wagner and burned cars and ransacked the president's political party headquarters. Mediation efforts have been attempted, but the country's future leadership and stability remain in question. The coup's impact on aid and international engagement in the Sahel region could be significant, and rights groups warn about the potential consequences for civilians caught in the midst of the crisis. The United Nations has paused operations in Niger, affecting millions who rely on aid. U.S. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan met with Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman in Jeddah, aiming for a diplomatic breakthrough in the region. The discussions focused on initiatives for a more peaceful and stable Middle East, interconnected with the world. The talks were believed to explore the possibility of a multifaceted agreement involving a U.S.-Saudi security pact and normalization of Saudi-Israeli diplomatic relations. This deal would require Israel's recognition in exchange for improvements in the plight of Palestinians, like a halt to Jewish settlement building and a promise not to annex the West Bank. 
However, experts express skepticism due to political challenges and the omission of Palestinian interests from the discussions. Some believe more modest gains, such as further winding down the Yemen conflict and Saudi aid to occupied territories, could be achieved through engagement with Saudi leadership. Elsewhere, in a summer counteroffensive, Ukrainian forces have successfully recaptured the strategic village of Staromayorska in the Donetsk region, which marks the first major gain in days. The battles are ongoing in the region, particularly around Bakhmut, where the villages of Klishivka and Andrivka are being contested. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky confirmed the village's liberation, and the Ukrainian Deputy Defense Minister Hanna Maliar also acknowledged the successful operation. In a separate incident, an attempted drone attack directed at Moscow was shot down by Russian forces, according to the city's mayor, Sergei Sobyanin. This comes after earlier drone attacks in Moscow that were attributed to Ukraine by Russia. Chinese and Russian officials attended a military parade in Pyongyang alongside North Korean leader Kim Jong-un, where they reviewed the country's newest nuclear-capable missiles and attack drones. The parade marked the 70th anniversary of the end of the Korean War, known in North Korea as Victory Day. It was notable that the presence of Chinese and Russian officials at an event showcasing North Korea's banned nuclear-capable weapons indicated a departure from previous years when they distanced themselves from such displays. The parade featured intercontinental ballistic missiles with the capability to reach the United States. During the event, North Korean and Russian officials discussed strategic security and defense cooperation, and Russia thanked North Korea for its support during a special military operation in Ukraine, a claim the United States has accused North Korea of providing weapons for. The appearance of Chinese and Russian officials at the parade raised concerns about their commitment to enforcing sanctions against North Korea's nuclear and missile programs. Wildfires are ravaging southern Italy, leading to mass evacuations, and a significant number of these fires are suspected to be man-made. The agricultural union Coldaretti estimates that up to 60% of wildfires are caused by human actions, with arsonists being blamed for many of them. While some fires are accidental, intentional fires are often attributed to various motives, including tensions between neighbors, efforts to claim insurance funds, and pyromaniacs seeking chaos. The severe heat and drought, worsened by climate change, exacerbate the situation. These fires not only lead to evacuations and destruction of land, but also have severe consequences for the environment, with recovery taking up to 15 years and increasing vulnerability to landslides. The impact on lives, history, and ecology in the region is devastating, making it crucial for authorities to combat these deliberate fire-setting acts. In lighter news, the 98th annual Shinkatig Pony Swim took place where over 200 wild ponies from Assateague Island were herded across the Assateague Channel to Shinkatig Island in Virginia by a team of saltwater cowboys. The event, organized by the Shinkatig Volunteer Fire Company, aims to control the herd's size by auctioning off some foals. The first foal to reach the shore is named King or Queen Neptune and is given away in a raffle at the auction. 
This year's Queen Neptune was a chestnut-colored filly designated number 70. Additionally, some foals are designated as buyback ponies, auctioned for naming rights only, and then returned to the herd on Assateague Island. The funds raised from the auction go to the Shinkateague Volunteer Fire Company, with some allocated for the herd's veterinary care, and another designated ponies funds donated to a chosen local charity each year. That's all the news we have for you this week. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at podcasts at thedsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief. If you'd like more in-depth analysis of these issues, along with our sources for today's episode, be sure to follow the links in the show notes and tune into our sister podcasts on the DSR Network. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief.